We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Blue Wire. NBA most valuable player, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis trailing the lob. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Two seconds. Middleton. Hello and welcome to the most terrified episode of the Eurostep Milwaukee Bucks podcast that is part of the Blue Wire Network. I am here with always, as always, excuse me, with Rohan Kadi and Rohan, tell the people the issue we're both dealing with right now. So we are currently in two separate rooms in two separate cities, you know, the magic of the internet. And both of us currently have mice that are roaming around our place of what we call home. Our domicile. And so hopefully mine yes. is gone. Yes, mine is still here. I know that. But, you know, I got to get the cup. Got to get the pod for the people. So please appreciate it. The content <laughs> can't stop. We're both on mouse watch during the pod, but we're going to persevere through. We got buck stuff to talk about. Um, for let's just let's go through the games, and then we got some some great mailbag questions from the folks in our Discord. So, first off, Rohan, let's talk about this Orlando Magic game that was on Monday night. Comfortable-ish Bucks win, one ten, one hundred one. Not as comfortable as you'd probably like, uh, especially with Giannis playing in that game. But what were your main takeaways from this Magic outing, so to speak? Um, well, it was the first game after the absolute decimation of the LA Clippers. And you you would expect to see like a little bit of fatigue and sort of like, you know, okay. But it seemed like the Bucks were just going through the motions. Like, it's just like, they were just like, you know what? The Orlando Magic, they're not the LA Clippers. Like, we don't have to take this as seriously. And evidently, they really didn't. They didn't have to play as well as they re- usually should. They weren't at their highest level, like not even close. And they still won the game. And the score was a little closer than, you know, it felt. It felt like a much bigger lead. But, you know, it just felt like a normal humdrum win for the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, I would agree with that. Shout out to uh, a parent friend of the team, Markel Foltz, for representing Milwaukee with his 4 for 14 shooting line. Um, This is really a game where you look at it. Evan Fournier has been on a tear pretty much all season long. I think I might be wrong. This This is a contract year for him, right? I believe so. Yeah, so that makes a lot of sense. Evan Fournier getting ready to lock up a big bag. He makes four threes on eight attempts. Uh, Terrence Ross, who is Terrence Ross a Bucks killer? Or am I misremembering? He definitely is, right? He, no, yeah, he's definitely a Bucks killer. So Bucks killer Terrence Ross had it again, eight for fourteen, four from six from deep, 20, 23 points from him. But you look across the rest of the team, and really outside of those two guys, almost nobody on the Magic had any sort of success. I mean, just looking down the shooting splits, it's obvious. Aaron Gordon, who is I guess supposed to be their best player, was 3 for 12. Uh, John Isaac is 5 for 13. Kem Birch, 1 for 3. Kem Birch finally getting playing time. 
Uh, probably one of the better reserve centers in the league, I think, but he obviously started this game in Vucevic's absence. Uh, DJ mm. Augustine, 5 for 12. MCW, 1 for 3. MCW revenge game, not quite. And then Mo Bamba, 1 for 4. Those were all their, their players who really played. Emil Jefferson, 0 for 0 in garbage time. So seems like one of those where the Bucks kind of just, you had two players for the Magic just go off, and I think the Bucks just looked around and said, well, they don't really have anyone else who can do that, so we'll just let them cook and, and collect the win. Yeah, and if there was one bright spot for the Magic, it was probably Jonathan Isaac. Like, he showed, like, serious flashes of what can he, he can be offensively and defensively. He was one of the few players who's actually made Giannis actually, like, work for his buckets this season. So that was, like, you know, shout-out to Jonathan Isaac. He's going to be a good player in the league for a long time. Yeah, he is. He's very good. I saw uh, Sam Esfandiari of the uh, Light Years podcast on our beautiful Blue Wire Network saying, if the Warriors got the first overall pick, he, if he were Warriors GM Bob Myers, would trade it straight up for Isaac, but he doesn't think the Magic would do it. I think that's very interesting. I'm not Ooh. sure if I agree or not, but it's interesting to think about, and I like the uh, take. I don't know the draft class well enough to say that, but ooh, I like oh, I like that idea. It's a fun idea. I think the draft class is kind of eh right now. Like the younger ball, uh, Lamelo, is one of the mm. like the highly touted prospects, and he's really not. We're, we're not sure if he could shoot either. So anyway, we don't. Luckily, we don't really have to cover the draft because our team is good. So yes. that's nice. That's nice for us. Um, on the Bucks side of things. Kind of a game you would expect. A rare this season, bad blood. Well, it wasn't bad blood, so it just wasn't great blood. So only six points on nine shots, so that's obviously bad. But he does add eight assists and eight rebounds. Giannis mm. just are we are we glossing over Giannis too much these days? With like I how feel like, <sighs> I, the first guy we say on the stat sheet is almost never Giannis, and he's always so damn well, good because it's all it's always the same thing it's always insane but it's the same thing so it's like what are we we're it's difficult to gloss over because obviously like 32 points 15 rebounds eight assists with only two turnovers and a steal and a block like that's insane numbers but it's just like that's what he does every night it is it is but shout out to Giannis especially for keeping up the consistency like making it boring that says a lot about not boring I don't want to say boring but making it almost a non-event yeah. And shout out to him for making two of his four threes on the night. Three-point percentage up to 31.9 this season. Uh, the highest since his rookie year. Ooh, yeah. It's gone. It's, we've talked about this, but the shooting is really coming along. And, you know, you can't really, can't really say he can't shoot as well. Like, sure, he's, he's just above 30% from three. But it's an improvement. It is. It is an improvement. And you're seeing teams kind of have to respect it. And that's really, that's really the damage, yeah. right? I mean, mm-hmm. you're not... You never expect Giannis to like get the bulk of his scoring from outside. It would be a disservice to what he can do inside yeah. the arc. But just having that weapon, like making defenses looking at him differently. Yeah. And if you he just get... go ahead. Oh, you just need to be able to sort of like be almost respectable from uh, when you're uncontested, like wide open threes. Because if he can make like wide open threes, if they let him shoot like every once in a while and like on a pretty consistent basis, then you can't really leave him wide open anymore, and you're just gonna have ability to either shoot it or just like pump and drive to the lane get to the basket like there's there's nothing you can really do right he basically becomes unblockable at that point so and he's kind of unblockable right now so it's we'll see in the playoffs of course everything gets harder for everybody in the playoffs but Giannis paving the way to to being truly unschemable unguardable one of those Kawhi Leonard LeBron James-esque players who there's just really nothing you can do about um Second game this week, the Pelicans game. Uh, another win for the Bucks, of course. 16 in a row now. We should probably talk about that more than just going <laughs> 16 in a row now. But 127-112 New Orleans. Rohan, break it down. Break down this game for me and your thoughts on the ever-increasing win streak. Well, I mean, it's always in- – like, okay, let me first off say that it's not fun to see Giannis not playing. Like, that's no. obviously a bad thing, but it's if he gets his rest, that's good. Because can we agree that it was – mainly like a rest game it sure seems like it was a rest game i've got i've heard mutterings i'll say of adam silver wants the term load management to die Mm. Uh, even if it's like the thing keeps happening but it's called something else so yeah yeah, it would not surprise me if Giannis was getting his load managed under the guise of what was it quad soreness yes that does not sound like something that would stop Giannis (laughs) stedekumpo from playing an nba game to me no it wouldn't end like the poster child for this is Kawhi Leonard and he's now gone from load managing 
load management and knee maintenance. So that's probably <laughs> like. Does probably it really good. matter? Is it just? It to, is it just to stop like the the load management jokes? Or, like it's, it's just the same thing. Yeah, it's the same thing, but it's like you can't really like say it's just rest because it's like technically there's an injury on the report. So yeah, I don't, I don't know. But yeah, besides that, like basically a rest game for Giannis. But those are all like they're not, you, they're not ideal. But they're always interesting to watch because one of the main like criticisms from outside about this team is the supporting cast. And now we get to see the supporting cast without Giannis see like prove their mettle. And we got to see the number two and number three usually become number one and number two. And they balled out in Eric Bledsoe and Chris Middleton. Eric Bledsoe with a game high 29 points. Chris Middleton poured in 24. Eric Bledsoe only playing 25 minutes and Chris Middleton playing 30 minutes. You got great contributions from Ersan Ilyasova, who started in place of Giannis. Wes Matthews was hitting his threes. Just everyone seemed to be playing at their peak. And it doesn't matter that Giannis wasn't there because the system and the cast is just perfect. It is. And that next man up mentality is great. And it's I think it's more important than people think because you could go, well, you know, who cares what they look like without Giannis? If they're without Giannis for a long time in the playoffs or whatever, like it doesn't matter. And like, yeah, sure, but you know, you need to be ready for Giannis bench minutes for sure. Like, he's not going to play every single minute, even if I know some people want would would prefer to see Coach Bud play Giannis like ten more minutes per game than he did last playoffs. We'll talk about that closer to the playoffs and in the playoffs. But if Giannis fouls out, you know, if Giannis is on the bench for a couple minute stretch, just seeing the other guys pick it up, it was. It was a fun game in that regard, and I went in expecting Chris Middleton to be the guy, and he was very good. Um, I think he, I don't know if, he, he forced it a little bit, which I don't mind, but I wish he would have, he settled for a lot of jumpers, and he's so, so good at them, but I wish he would have kind of attacked the basket more. I mean, his pick and rolls aren't fast, but he's so decisive, and he knows exactly what he wants, but I just wish he would try to get a little closer to the basket on some of those, but Chris ends up with 24 points, 11 for 22 from the field, just four attempts from three, one for four from there. Throws in five rebounds and four assists, nearly led the team. Uh, but actually, oh, I read something. I thought Sterling Brown had five assists for a second. I was like, wait, I do not remember that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Bledsoe certainly the one to talk about here. I mean, Bledsoe was just in a fever dream all game. Five for six from deep is ridiculous for Eric Bledsoe. Doesn't miss a free throw, so he shoots in this game. 77 83 100 which is not a bad line <laughs> not at all i think this kind of furthers our thinking that it's just a confidence thing for eric bledsoe because when he's in like a bigger role he always performs like this was a prime example of that he was like no Giannis, so he took the alpha dog status and he, he balled out he did and it was terrific to see um and then we got to talk about the third member of the big three from this game, Ursan Ilyasova, <laughs> like you mentioned. Ursan, starting for Giannis, basically taking on the Giannis load. Not really. But he did put up 18 points, nine rebounds, three assists, and a Season steal. high. 18 Season points. high. No turnovers. Only one foul. He's plus 19, tied for Middleton for the best plus minus on the team. Eight for 10 from the field, two for three from deep. So just Bledsoe and Ersan just decided not to miss any shots in this game, and it worked out for the Bucks. Yeah, and a lot of Ersan's buckets were on Urs- uh, were on Bledsoe assists. Like, there were a lot of times where Bledsoe was just whipping passes um, when Ersan's just near the basket. He just, he finds a way to get in the right lanes so people can make the right reads. And it's it's always fun to watch. He had one of those patented, just like tries to tip the ball into the basket like 18,000 times and eventually <laughs> it goes in. Like, you, you just know it's a I- classic Ersan game when one of those happens. You do. I have a theory on that specific play because he, he fell. He fell. Right? He fell yes. to the ground. I've, I never see him fall on those, and it didn't mm. look like he got pushed extra hard. I think he knew his last tip was in, and he fell for dramatic effect. <laughs> That's my hot take. Like, Are you aware of Robin Yount's famous catch for like the 80-whatever Brewers? Yes. There's, like, there's yes, a conspiracy yes, theory yes. that he fell and he didn't need to fall. Like He just fell to mm. make it look cooler. I think yeah. this was Ursan's Robin Yount moment, and I never in my life... <laughs> Thought I would say the words, this is Ursan's Robin Yount moment, but this was uh, it. Like, I'm convinced. I don't care what angle you show me. I am convinced he fell on purpose for dramatic effect in that game. I didn't even think about that. I, I was confused as to why he fell as well when I rewatched that play. I was just like, there's there's no really reason for him to be falling. I thought he was just trying to draw a foul because he wasn't sure what was going on. That could be a but, side effect. <laughs> yeah, but 
if he fell on purpose, like we just need to retire his jersey right now. I it, we might end up getting there. Uh, we really might end up getting there. One more buck we have to talk about before we can talk about sort of uh, someone. A lot of people, a lot of Bucks fans, especially in the in our Discord, have pined over uh, Drew Holiday. But first, how about George Hill, the stabilizer? I've been calling him on Twitter. George mm-hmm. ends up with 13 points in 19 minutes, five for seven from the field, perfect three for three from deep, three assists, three rebounds, three steals, a lot of threes in there, but. Just it felt like when the game it got close late. This game got close late, and I think Chris Middleton really iced it in the last two minutes, and that was great to see. But in some of those kind of tenuous moments, how huge was George Hill? It just felt like he stepped up and made every play he had to. He just has this sense, I feel like, for for the momentum of a game, and he just knows, like, okay, mm-hmm. let me let me do my thing here for a couple minutes and get this under control. Yeah, no, for sure. Like, uh, he's not going to put up the stats to get in, like, sixth man of the year conversation, but I feel like he probably should be. Like, he's only averaging, like, what, 9.6 points, 2.9 rebounds, 3.1 assists in 21 minutes a game. Like, that's not flashy, but he's, like you were saying, he's always making the right play. He comes in, he calms down the offense, he can get to the right spots, he makes the right passes. It's just, and he's shooting an insane 53.7% from three on the season which is just ridiculous and is probably going to regress, but who knows? Maybe not. Uh, but yeah, he's he's been invaluable for this team. Like I saw, it was yeah, it was your tweet when you said that you weren't sure if he was going to be, like, that's a lot of money for George Hill this summer, but then it's like, oh, you know, there's not enough money for George Hill. Not enough money in the world. Not all the tea in China. George Hill's worth more than that. Um, and then we'll, we got to get to Bledsoe Drew in a second. But first... A quick moment to talk about something even more difficult than Drew Holiday not being on the Milwaukee Bucks. Talking about erectile dysfunction is not easy, folks. Usually guys just brush it off or blame themselves, saying things like, I lost my mojo. Or maybe they avoid the conversation altogether with excuses like, Giannis finally took a game off for rest, or there was a mouse in my kitchen. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about ED with a real doctor who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home, which is probably actually comfortable and private if there's not a mouse. The doctor will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is simple as well. Just go to GetRoman.com slash BlueWire to complete that online visit. ED used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. That's GetRoman.com slash BlueWire for the free online visit and free two-day shipping. GetRoman.com slash BlueWire. Go check it out. Okay. Let's talk about it, Rohan. We had, uh, are you aware with, uh, are, you, are you aware of what Senpai means? Like yes. Senpai noticed yes. memes. Yes. <laughs> Do you think Senpai noticed us uh, last night? Drew Holiday versus the Bucks. Do you think he noticed us? Do you think he knows how we feel about him? What's your What's your Drew uh, Holiday take? I feel okay. Let's just my Drew Holiday take is in an ideal world, like. Drew Holiday would be on the Milwaukee Bucks, but unfortunately we do not live in an ideal world. There's too many complications that are going to occur and there's maybe chemistry issues that like you don't want to, you know, sort of mess up. I don't know, he'd be a perfect fit on this team, but you never know. It's like perfect in theory and it's like is this team already good enough, you know? You don't want to mess it up. I don't I don't know. I'm very here's, I'm very here's the thing. conflicted. Here's the thing. I don't know if Drew Holiday knows how we felt, but part of me wonders if Eric Bledsoe did because Eric Bledsoe <laughs> outplayed Drew Holiday in this game. Yes. And I've seen a few people already float the numbers like, are we sure giving up Eric Bledsoe and stuff is worth this guy considering Eric Bledsoe just outpaid this guy? It's a fair question. I think if it wasn't for the playoff struggles of the last two years, I think I would agree with that. I would say, you know what? It's close enough maybe it would be better to keep the assets. I just think Drew's playoff resume is so good, and Bledsoe's is just unfortunately so streaky. And I really it's, – it's tough because I want to give him the the benefit of the doubt. I really like Eric Bledsoe. We, we have to at some point talk about his insane birthday party. But 
It's just it's been two postseasons in a row now. I don't know. It's it's something I'm gonna have to reckon with all season. I feel like because I get so excited when he plays well. I call it good blood. So he was tremendous. I mean, he had he had drew off balance on that on that hesitation Ooh, drive. For the, that was it a was beautiful so, play. Beautiful. So clean. It was beautiful. And I just in the back of my mind almost I feel like every other time I get excited I'm like ah, oh, is is it gonna go south again? I, where are you at on on I guess dread general dread? Where are you at on dread, Rohan? Uh, it's sort of like, I don't know, I'm almost setting myself up for disappointment because it happens, it's happened the last two seasons. We get super excited and then he lets us down in the playoffs. And it's like, I feel like I'm falling into the trap again. Like, Oh, we're there. We're for yeah, sure there. We're in yeah. the trap. Like It's, I don't know. Like you get these games where Bledsoe just balls out and then you get the games where he's not as great and he's just like a tertiary creator and he's just almost like a role player but you've seen how drew holiday drew holiday almost like i don't know how dame recovered from what <laughs> yeah. drew holiday did to him well, like, maybe the blazers didn't i mean it's looking rough over there these days yeah like dame lillard should have won most improved player for actually like showing up to work the next season <laughs> like i he just he he was a menace he just shut down everything that you could possibly want and he was, I don't know, when you're out playing Damian Lillard and sweeping him, like, in the playoffs, like, you, you want that. Because what this team is, a is like, you're you're going to get proven in the playoffs. Like, the regular season, while we have may have 16 wins in a row, and it's all fun and we're all happy, at the end of the day, you want to win a championship. And who's going to get you a championship? Is it going to be Drew Holiday or is it going to be Eric Bledsoe? And it looks like at this point in their careers, it's going to be Drew Holiday. But I will always, always believe in Eric Bledsoe. Oh, I don't yeah, know. I'm I, very I think conflicted. I agree with you. Especially because, I mean, Bled's main selling point is defense, right? I mean, he was an all-defensive first team last year. And he's good, good on offense, varying, sometimes quiet, but he's supposed to be defense. And you look at the last two times the Bucks got knocked, knocked out in the playoffs, the two times a Bledsoe Bucks team lost in the playoffs, you get... The first time, Boston, Terry Rozier, of all people, cooking the Bucks. He's going to lose his starting job soon because Devontae Graham is just way better. And Terry Rozier is not that good. Uh, and then this last playoff loss, people talk about Kawhi Leonard a lot. Kyle Lowry and Fred Van Vliet destroyed the Bucks in that series. And even slowing down. One or both of them might have made the difference. The Bucks might have gone to the finals. Oh, so. it would. It was. It was completely on Fred Van Vliet, like having a kid. Like he yeah. just turned into a supernova. And if Bledsoe could have maybe slowed him down a little bit, the Bucks may have been NBA champions. Man, Fred Van Vliet Jr. playoffs MVP. But let's not let's not harp on this too much for now. But I do think, even though Bledsoe outplayed Drew Holiday, until I see Bledsoe come through in the playoffs, I'm gonna edge toward thinking you know what, they might be better off long-term with Drew still, even if you have to give up something else plus Bledsoe to get him. And that, there's no, there's been no rumors of this. This is just something people have been trying to speak into existence. And mm. and I do, I root for Bled like you do. I support him. I'd love to see this turnaround. But do I feel like the Bucks' odds of winning a championship are a little higher if they have Drew Holiday for a playoff run? Honestly, yeah, I think I do. Yeah, no, for sure. I completely agree. Let's get to these mailbag questions Let's in a second. Do it. But first... Give me your Bledsoe birthday takeaway. We we got to celebrate the, his birthday oh, yeah. after we just slightly ragged on him. I, f- I think fairly, but slightly ragged on him. This birthday party looked epic. Oh, it looked it looked insane. I want to start off. Let's start off with the obvious. Like, where was Urson? So he was in the videos. I've been oh, told. You, oh, he was. Yeah. That's so right. there's yeah, the that's theory right. right now is that Urson took the picture. Which ah. it's so funny to me. If there was no one there, they could have asked to take the picture except Urson. Like, I wonder if Ursan volunteered to take the picture. There's got to have been someone. Like, it's like, so funny no to way. me that, like, they're, they're, clearly there were other people at this party. I've seen some of the Instagrams. There were other people. Mm-hmm. But they get every, literally every buck on the roster, except for Ursan. Corver's face cracks me up in the main Instagram <laughs> photo. <laughs> oh, man. I've seen yeah. captions of him like, yep, this is every awkward white guy at a party. Like, there mm-hmm. he, um, here I am. Yep, he just peeking his little head through. Ah, uh, it's just. No, this this party looked insane. Like Giannis doing karaoke is oh. just like the greatest thing that has ever graced the planet. Like I could watch that every day, like until I die, and I would never get bored of it. He's so terrific. He's just the most pure, awesome human being on this planet, and it's just I don't know. Like I wish I could have been at this party, 
That oh, big so time. Fun. Yeah. Big time. Where's I don't know if I I don't know if I'm cool enough to go to this party, but Oh, I I'm not nearly the, cool enough to go to this party. The team seems nice enough that I feel like they would have accepted us anyway. Uh, yeah, maybe. But who knows? But who hmm. knows? Yeah, but wh- what were your thoughts on the party? I love that there was a 90s theme for some reason, like an 80s slash mm. 90s theme. I haven't figured out why. Like, is it just, does it have something to do with Bledsoe? Like, when he was born? He turned 30, so 30 years ago would be, like, what, the late 80s now? Yes. Yeah, so yeah. he must have been born in 89. So, I I just, I guess I guess that was the theme, like, back to, like, when he was born, they all dressed. It wasn't clearly stated anywhere. Like, I don't think there's been... A deep dive report on this yet there, there needs to be this needs to be a feature come on eric name get on this i need every single detail about this party and my apologies if he already wrote it and i missed it but <laughs> i love the fact that there was a period theme and everybody showed up in in period where i think that's no, a it tremendous was, it detail was, it was amazing and like not to get in too much of like the chemistry thing because we're not really sure what that means because we're not nba players shockingly um but it's like it just seems like this team is so happy together, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. And like, how rare is it to see every single guy at the party? You don't. That's you why you never it, see that. Yeah, you never see like a picture of like every single person on like every single roster spot, like out at an event together. That's like not team organized. You know, like this was one of the players' birthday parties. Like usually, if you see like oh someone had a birthday party they're like at something with other famous people and like a couple players are there and a couple aren't but this every single person was there it just yeah, shows like how you, together this team is you would expect like you know four guys with the same agent a couple guys who are buddies and then like the main guy something like that you know you would not expect literally all 15 and i'm i'm, I'm just gonna assume ursan was there because I'm, I'm almost positive he was in the videos and a lot of people have also said that so we're, we're saying all 15 were there that's tremendous. And, like, obviously the 15th guy, if you're going to say that's Tenasis, like, of course, he's going to be pretty much any function Giannis is going to go to. But, like, Dragon Bender was there. Kyle Korver was there. Who, like, does Kyle Korver have a great relationship with a lot of the Bucks? I mean, I'm sure he's played with some of them at other stops. And, of course, he's been on the team for a few months. Mm-hmm. But, like, Kyle Korver showing up to me is so cool. Like, Kyle Korver, yeah. late 30s or mid to late 30s, you know, long career, winding down. He's 38, right? Yes. 30, 30, 37 or 38. 37 or 38, yeah. So I think oh, it's just tremendous to me that every single person showed up. Like, it just – I we, we don't want to be these chemistry guys who sit here and go, this is why they're going to win the title because they, they care. But I think it does matter, and I think yeah, it's a real it thing. And I think this is symbolic of it. I, I, I thought it was so cool. And they clearly – we didn't mention this in the Orlando wrap-up. There was a hangover, like a, maybe a literal hangover, as well as the, <laughs> yeah. the getting out for the Clippers mm-hmm. game hangover. Mm, yeah, no, for sure. They clearly seemed in a little bit of a daze. Maybe they, you know <laughs> – Maybe they were still filling up on their Gatorade and their Pedialyte, but you know, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it seemed like the maybe it was a little effective, but they still won anyway. So yeah, they did. They no. they beat the Hangover just like Jordan. Yeah, <laughs> this was their flu game. <laughs> yeah, this was their flu game. It makes sense that Dante Divincenzo would be involved. Delaware, Michael My, Jordan. Yeah, Michael Jordan to Delaware. Oh my God! <laughs> what I'm, just, I'm just on DJ Wilson's Instagram, just looking at these pictures, and it's just incredible. Like I just can't stop smiling. <laughs> it is great. Like it's so much fun. You can tell so a story fun. from every single person's face. The Bucks are surprisingly social. Like, do you remember last year, a completely random group of players? This wasn't the whole team. I wish it was, but like, Giannis, uh, I think DJ Christian Wood all went to the Dreamville like Revenge of the Dreamers three yeah. recording sessions, mm-hmm. and I think some of them rapped. I, I think I asked Christian about it. I'm trying to remember exactly what he said. He said it was great time. I think he said Giannis didn't rap, or maybe he did. Oh. But I think like some some players on the team, I'm pretty sure, laid down some sort of raps Ooh. at J. Cole's studio, at Dreamville Studios, which yeah. is, if that exists, somebody needs to air that at some point. Of course. It's like the forgotten Kevin Durant, LeBron James uh, track. Oh, yeah. Well, that, that can stay forgotten. <laughs> no, but there was also the time where, like over the offseason, where like oh, yeah. Giannis, Chris, George Hill, and was Pat there as well? Were we at the Texas A&M game? Oh, yeah. I was thinking of this offseason, Giannis, Bledsoe, and Brooke all went back to Greece. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought that was super cool that a couple non-Creek bucks went out to, to hang out with Giannis in Greece and do public events there. Like, yeah, they How said much does was, that say about Yeah, chemistry? they said there was a charity event. I think they were talking about this on the uh, Bucks on broadcast, the broadcast yeah, yeah. yesterday. There was yeah, like a they, charity event, and like uh, Brooke and Bledsoe went back with them. Like That's just, that's just incredible. You don't see that. And, of course, there's that... Uh, 
<laughs> the the Greg Monroe Miles Plumley uh thing in LA couple <laughs> couple seasons ago. Then, oh, the strip club! Yeah, yeah. Oh, I had totally forgotten. <laughs> oh, who else was there? Oh, think, we might need to do a deep dive on this. Was Chris Middleton involved? I think maybe. I know. I know Moose and Plumley were there. I think. I remember Plumley looked. Plumley looked a little out of place. Oh, okay. Yes. Here we go. He looks out of Milwaukee place. Milwaukee Bucks partying at strip club morning of Lakers loss. <laughs> How far we've come. This Miles looks like he's having a good time. There's definitely Monroe is here. Chris is there. What what think of this group? OJ Mayo, Greg Monroe, Chris Middleton, and Miles Plumley oh, rolled man. into Ace of Diamonds LA on Monday <laughs> night, and we're told they stayed a little after two AM. Honestly, that's pretty early for NBA players at a strip club in LA. Yeah, no. They were they were <laughs> they were doing well then. Uh, oh, this yeah. was the game right after they beat the twenty four and Warriors. Oh yeah, it was. And then they <laughs> and went Monroe and had... was a late scratch to injury. <laughs> uh Fun time. Hey, OJ Mayo, oh speaking God. of it, did you see that he's balling out in Taiwan? I did not, but I, I would expect that to happen. <laughs> Uncle Juice, man. Where where Uncle are we Juice. going with this? <laughs> I, I don't know, but I think the I think the real Bucks fans, quote unquote, are gonna appreciate this. One last note from this uh this outing. TMZ called the video The Bucks Stop Here. So very close to the Bucks starts here, our our Monday mailbag or our Monday not mailbag, our Monday primer pod. And now I'm gonna think about O.J. Mayo, Chris Middleton, Greg Monroe, and Miles Plumley at, at Ace of Diamonds every time we talk about that podcast, which is terrific. <laughs> that's that's incredible. We need to. That is. Eh, maybe we shouldn't work it. Into yeah, the, maybe, maybe we yeah, don't have maybe. to work it at all yeah. the time. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of of mailbags, which I erroneously erroneously did a second ago, I took some questions in the Discord here because for some reason I always worry we won't have enough content. Like we've talked about two ho hum games and a birthday party, and we're at thirty minutes, but. Um, let's get to some of these questions here because we got some good ones. So Cowboy of Space from the Discord wants to know, not sure if you want to do it yet, we will, but Chris or Bled's chance at making the All-Star team or if they are deserving. Uh, you go first. Let's keep it a little bit short. I know we're going to – I plan on at least doing a lot of Chris Middleton All-Star stuff. Yeah, I think we'll, he's very deserving. Hmm. But I've, you go ahead. I think he's deserve. It's going to be a little tough considering his injury and he missed a couple games, like what was it, two and yeah. a half weeks. Like, yeah, he missed like eight or so games, I think. Yeah, it's going to be a little tough, but he's definitely deserving. He's putting up like similar numbers, and actually better numbers than he did last season, if you like take into account like pace and minutes. Um, but yeah, he's definitely deserving. It's going to be tough to see Eric Bledsoe make the All-Star team, if I'm being completely honest. At the, be- yeah. at the beginning of the last two seasons, I predicted that Eric Bledsoe is going to make the All-Star team, and it hasn't happened, and it's probably going to happen again. Uh, like that he's not he's he's got 15.2 points 5.7 assists five rebounds in 27 minutes a game like uh, it's gonna be tough especially with the east having like more doesn't have more talent because you got guys like bam you got jalen and brown jason tatum you got a lot of like rising stars who are actually like starting to put it together so that's gonna be tough because there's gonna be you know more more spots that are going to be taken by like more high profile guys. And if the bucks, they're probably like going to be the one seed at that point still and like two all-stars is probably enough, but I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't think Eric Bledsoe is going to make it, but I think Chris will just based on reputation and stats at this point. Yeah, I agree. The, the Celtics are going to have kind of a tough time figuring out who their all-stars are. Uh, Kemba's probably going. I mean, twenty-two, four, and five for him. Kemba's definitely going. Yeah, and then you get Jason Tatum, who's at just about twenty-one points, seven rebounds, two point eight assists, one point five steals. Terrific breakout year for him. And then Jalen Brown as well, just under twenty points, seven rebounds, two point three assists. So I think Kemba and Tatum are probably going. Jalen, I feel like is going to be one of those guys fighting for the last few spots. So I think the some of the fan vote and stuff is going to be important. I just think. I don't love the, you know, this team is in this place, so they should have X number of All-Stars. But I do think you need to recognize the Bucks are very, very good. It's not just because of Giannis. And Chris Middleton's clearly their second-best player. He's their second-most important player to their success. I think he just deserves a spot. And I think if you look at, you know, you, you also I think the issue is I hope people, when they look at this, they look at prorated numbers because Jason Tatum is putting up those numbers in 34 minutes per game. Jalen Brown's playing about 33 and a half minutes per game. So they're just, they're just playing a lot more 
minutes in each contest. And you could say, well, maybe that means they're more deserving. Maybe Chris Middleton at 27.5 points per game. So I don't think he should be docked for the Bucks not needing him because they just blow teams out. And he'll still have at least 20 games played before the voting starts. So I feel like that's enough, but we'll see. But, yeah, I think Bledsoe is. I mean, 15-5-5, and we all know how important he is, especially defensively, but it's a hard sell. And like you said, I mean, Jimmy Butler is maybe going to go, but Bam is definitely Jimmy. Deserving. Jimmy's definitely going. Yeah, he's probably definitely going. I just think his he missed a couple games to start the season, and he's not, like, always scoring at the highest clips. His efficiency wasn't great to start, but – I think he's probably a lock. There's so many good teams in the East that are like they're for sure sending at least one player. Yeah, it's yeah, it's going to be a tight race than it like than it usually is. Like uh, usually we've had to struggle to see who's going to get the last couple spots in the East, but I don't think that's going to be a problem this year. No, yeah, I think there's a good a good pool of young talent, which is exciting. I think the Western All Star team is going to be more star studded, but mm-hmm. the East is going to have a lot of young guys representing, and that's always fun. Yeah, no, for sure. But yeah, Chris Middleton in, Eric Bledsoe out. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. Oh, I and really hope also Giannis is going to be an all-star. Yeah, yeah, I guess I, we should probably not forget that. Giannis Antetokounmpo probably going to make it as an all-star this year. I think it's a pretty safe bet. Yeah, he should win the fan he's, vote, I think. He's going to be LeBron the captain again. <laughs> yeah, he's for sure the East captain. No question. We gloss over Giannis so much. It's bad. We got to stop doing that so much. Giannis deserves all the love that he doesn't get. <laughs> um, Next up from I'm Not Evan in the Discord. Ty, you're a top scientist at a cloning facility. You accidentally drop Chris Middleton's DNA and make 29 clones of him. How much do teams improve? So just generally, every team gets significantly better. Literally every team could use a Chris Middleton. There's no team that has no need for him. Uh, the Celtics may be the closest just because they have so many rangy forward swings already, but they could still use Chris, Chris is still better than them. Yeah, he's still better than them. So they could still use him. Um, but I think like if you talk about what team improves the most, my read on this is I think the Lakers might win the finals. for sh- like I think the Lakers might be my final favorites if they had a Chris Middleton and you assume the Bucks don't get another one. Yeah. I mean that'd be a that'd be a yeah that'd be a really tough team. If there's probably one that really needs it the most, I'd probably say Portland because they yeah, need like yeah. a scoring wing who can defend and like not have everything just be on Damon CJ and Mello for some reason. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I'd probably say Portland needs another wing the most because ah, this is gonna upset a lot. Chris Middleton is a massive upgrade on Carmelo Anthony. That is not a hot take, right? No, it's no. not. They probably have to play both. They're out of all wing players. Like Rodney Hood's injury sucks so bad for Rodney yeah. and for them because they needed somebody to play the three, and now it's just like, well, uh, I don't even know. Yeah. I haven't watched them. I don't know what they're doing, but it's probably not good. Yeah, they like Zach Collins is injured. Yeah, um, Nurk got, obviously still injured. Yeah. You got uh, Mario Hazonia playing minutes on the team. Uh, it's, yeah, Chris, Portland could really use a Chris Middleton, especially because you can slot him two through four. He's just nah, he's he. This is a very pro Chris Middleton podcast. If you have not figured yep. this out by now, so yes, Chris Middleton wanna, would help every team. <laughs> yeah, and here's a hot take on this. It's probably not really hot. He's starting on every single team. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Every single team, no question, is starting Chris mm-hmm. Middleton. doesn't matter what wings you have. You find a way. You move people around. He's too good not to start. Yeah. No. Yeah, he definitely starts on every team. Which, that's a, that's a good thing to say about a player. That's, that, really speaks, that speaks volumes. So, shout out to Chris Middleton. Uh, let's just to, just to keep it consistent and give the love we don't give enough, Giannis is also going to start on every team. Uh, of course he will. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Um, next question, we kind of already covered this uh, from Rare Monkey. How George Hill will not get any six-man-of-the-year talk, even though he totally deserves it, a.k.a. talk about how good George Hill is. Yeah, we did talk about this already. He's not going to get six-man-of-the-year consideration, especially because Lou Williams and Montrezl Harrell are doing their thing in uh, L.A., and they're putting up the numbers, and the, like they're doing really good. Like they have the best bench. That's not a knock on them. They are they're having a fantastic seasons uh, for the Clippers. Uh, but George Hill, he, he definitely needs. I hate being one of those. He needs to be in the consideration type guys. Like he's not going to yeah. win it, but he needs to be in consideration. Yeah, he needs to lose, yeah. but be close. Basically, yeah. is what you're saying. Like he's in the conversation. Like that's I, such a that's a term I hate using, but it fits in this situation because it's like giving recognition at least to what how good of a season he's having for the Bucks off the bench. 
Yeah, and it, it it's not the ideal for him, but it's probably best for him in the long haul. But I mean, it's just like the Bucks are at the point where they don't need to ask George Hill to score twenty two points a game. Like maybe he could. I don't know if he could all year, but they just they like they know when they need him, and he knows when he's needed, and he's very deft at that. And I think that's a positive overall, but it's just a negative in this one category. But yeah, he's certainly one of the better and most useful reserves for a very good team. But yeah, I, I agree. I think actually winning the award, unfortunately, it's not. It's probably going to be one of those those Clippers. Uh, new game from at Cowboy of Space. There's not an ad. It's Discord. From Cowboy of Space, um, the rest of the East All-Stars against the Bucks in a seven-game series. Ooh, okay. So let's see. Who are we saying? Let's. I guess we're predicting the All Star team right now, really quickly. Off. Let's yeah, just let's just go of off it. the cuff. It's gonna be Kemba. Who's a Who's a two? Brad Beal. Yeah, Brad Beal. Butler. Um, yeah. Butler Siakam. Oh yeah, Siakam. Obviously then, not Giannis. And then and then uh, probably Drummond. Is Drummond gonna start? I feel like. I feel like Embiid will. Oh yeah, duh, Embiid will. Yeah. I, he's he's been so quiet, I kind of forgot. So he's gonna get a lot of the fan vote. Yeah, he is. Yeah. So uh, what what do we say? Kemba, Beal, um, Butler, Siakam, and Embiid against the Bucks, and that's tough. <laughs> that is tough. I feel like I almost want to say maybe, and I'm gonna get slaughtered. I feel like for I mean mistake, we're, we're biased, but also like. The Bucks are really good. <laughs> if you factor in like the chemistry considerations, so, like the Bucks are this perfectly humming unit. If you assume that this is like they are an all-star team, like they've never played together, like they just come together for one game, then I think the Bucks have that advantage, even if they don't have the talent advantage. And plus, they also get the best player of the mix, and then their second best player is like one of the best, like among those guys in terms of talent. So I feel like maybe, but in a seven-game series, is tough just because. I mean, the Bucks bench is now matched up against, like, some really, really good players. Like, you know, both of the Jays from Boston are probably coming off the bench there. Um, Drummond is their backup center, and that's obviously a terrific bench depth. Like, Al Horford, Ben Simmons is probably involved. So it gets really tough. Oh, I don't think but, Ben Simmons is making the All-Star team. It, but, like, was he make, is he making the non-Bucks All-Star team? I'm not sure. He is averaging only 14 points per game. Yeah. He made a second three, though, Rohan. That's all oh, that matters. Oh, yeah, obviously. He's made two, two NBA threes. threes. We need to give him an award. Giannis has made two this week. He's only played one game. Hey. <laughs> uh, yeah, we will get to that closer to the All-Star game, but I do not think Ben Simmons is an All-Star this season. But, yeah, like I think the bench is where you start to lose it, and that's a little unfair because yeah. it's like it's a bench unit against like All-Stars. But if we're just focusing, like, ah. Uh, Okay, let's Starting see. five, I feel like they could survive. Yeah, because it's like Brooke is a decent Embiid defender because Embiid can't shoot anymore. Yeah. Um, he started really hot, but he's regressed to like 30% from three. Um, Brooke Lopez is a solid defender inside. Giannis has proven that he's way better than Siakam. Um, Middleton and Butler, that's a fun matchup. That is fun. Yeah, I feel like they're going to almost cancel each other out, but I feel like, yeah. I feel like Chris can do well enough on Jimmy that he won't just beat you, and mm-hmm. then you you just win the honest matchup by so yeah. much. And then Bledsoe Kemba, obviously Kemba is going to score even with Bled on him, and but Kemba is a guy you can kind of pick on defensively over a seven game series. So mm-hmm. like it's we we saw it in the Pistons game, like Bledsoe was just going at Derrick Rose when he was out on the floor. Like yeah. you're not a good defender, I'm going to score on you. So he was Kemba just... might even be a little better than Rose, but I think still it's it's an opportunity to exploit uh, a weakness. Yes. And then Beal's going to get the better of Wes Matthews. Yeah. But well, maybe. Wes can guard Kawhi. But I think – I think I don't even know if Wes would guard Beal in this because I feel like Beal might be too fast for him. But then who do you put on Beal? Maybe Chris? It's, I don't know. Then you're putting – Maybe you oh, then the, you Yeah, then you put Wes on uh, Jimmy. I wonder I wonder if you start Dante in this series. I, I, no, I don't think you do. <laughs> no? no? For the defense? I feel, you know, I feel like Dante could maybe – I don't know. Maybe maybe on Beal, but I yeah, feel like maybe on Beal, not on Jimmy. Yeah, if you put Wes on Jimmy and then Chris on Beal, I think that could work. Yeah, maybe I think it could. Yeah, um, it's gonna be as long as Pat Connaughton yeah. isn't guarding Kawhi Leonard like in the Clippers game. I think we'll oh be fine. <laughs> no, you just need Ursan on him. He'll shut him down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's that's closer than you'd think. Yeah. I think that they wouldn't get swept. I can tell you that. Oh, no, they're not going to be a fun matchup. It would be fun. That's the competition they need. 
but I'll, I'll take the Bucks just because this is the Eurostep yes, Milwaukee Bucks podcast mm-hmm. on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. We will take the Bucks in that series. That was Put a good question. That was a good question, though. That was a good question. Um, I'm going to ask this one, even though it, it was attempted to be poo pooed in the Discord, but got a plan. Stan wonders are about our thoughts on Malcolm versus West because it's such an interesting topic, and I do think that this is brought up a little bit too much in Bucks discourse, but it was asked of us in a mailbag, so I think we should answer it. Let's just do it real quick. Rohan, what's your thoughts? We kind of talked about this last time, but what's your thoughts on, on Wes as a Malcolm Brogdon replacement on this team? He's not a Malcolm Brogdon replacement, but he's good enough to fit within the team. He's not, he's not a direct carbon copy of Malcolm Brogdon or like lesser of his skills or anything. He's, not, he's a completely sort of different player than Malcolm Brogdon. He's more of a role player. He's not going to go and create his own shot. Um, and he's doing, he's doing fine. Like this Bucks team, like they've won 16 games in a row. Like they're doing just fine without Malcolm Brogdon. They're doing great without Malcolm Brogdon. Wes Matthews is fitting in. He's, I'm liking him more and more like as the season goes on and it's just, I don't know. It's, it's fine. You don't have to, it's not like, oh, Wes comes in, Malcolm's out. I mean, the comparison is obvious because, you know, they're replacing each other in like the lineup but it's it's not going to be a perfect one for one and it's a different team different fit they're just they're different players different play styles like Wes is doing just fine in the role he's being asked to play yeah agreed I think he's not Malcolm Brogdon uh but he is he's he's taken over not as Malcolm Brogdon but as like the fourth or fifth guy on offense and he's doing terrific at that and that's really what matters for the Bucks. he's like a better version of when Tony Snell was a starter yeah Basically, um, and he's a great auxiliary option, and I still I, I don't like the trade as of now that that sent Brogdon away. But if the Bucks could do something with those picks at some point, I could I could be swayed in favor of it. I think Bledsoe versus Brogdon is a more interesting and dynamic conversation, but it's not one we're going to have right now. Okay, I think this is the this is the last question from Cross Eye. It's he 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 clarified how it's pronounced, which was helpful. He or she, I suppose. Which of the gadget or galaxy brain, if you prefer, bud lineups have a good chance of being played and having success in the postseason? I like the respect on me for calling them galaxy brain bud lineups, which is sort of sort of uh, insulting maybe, but it comes from a good place. Rohan, what's your answer here? I don't know if I have a five-man group, but I have a uh, maybe I do. I feel like early in the playoffs we're going to see that weird lineup of George Hill, Dante, Robin Lopez, Pat Connaughton, and Urson, just like an all-bench unit, and I'm going to pull my hair out. <laughs> um, I somehow they managed to like put up decent numbers, and I don't know how, because they're just, they seem like a train wreck on the court. But I feel like that lineup's going to get some run, especially early, maybe later in the playoffs. I don't know. We can talk about that one that you know, cross that bridge when we get there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I feel like that lineup's going to get a lot of run. And, yeah, I'm going to be annoyed with it, but somehow it'll produce, and I'll be okay. Hopefully it will. I think the, if, the, if the answer is which one will, will actually work, I'm going to go with the one that smacked the Clippers around. So I think that was Bledsoe, the, the three twos. So it was Bledsoe, Connaughton, Dante, Wes Matthews, and I think Brooke Lopez was the center. I don't think it was Robin. I think it was mm. still Brooke at I that I think point. it was Brooke, yeah. What a weird group. doesn't seem like it should work, but that was the game where really you get you get confirmation like Wes can guard bigger guys for sure, and Dante and Pat sort of can. So that's more more of a versatile group than you would think. Just a lot of, a lot of rangy players and then Brooke Lopez. But it, it kind of worked, and I think that could be a nice stagger lineup because then you can – on the other hand, bring in like George Hill, Chris Middleton, Giannis, and Robin Lopez, and that's like if you can kind of swap those two groups for each other with some pieces. That's and and that first group somehow works in like four minute stretches while the other the other guys rest. That could be huge for the Bucks. So I wouldn't mind seeing some more of that group, even though it was super weird and didn't seem like it should really work. Yeah, one group I would want to see is probably George Hill, uh, either Wes or Corver. And Chris, Giannis, and Urson or DJ. I DJ in an ideal world. Urson in like the more practical the world. The real world, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but 
but that lineup where you just have George Hill, like like that, that should be your closing lineup when you have Giannis at the five and you got George Hill at the point and you just can calm down an offense, run your stuff and get good looks like always. Yeah, I feel like you could switch in like four different guys for the Corver spot, and it would still it would still yeah, work. Yeah, you we, could put West, about, you could put West, yeah. Corver, Dante, and I'd be fine. Yeah. Um, next time we talk, we should probably talk about Kyle Corver if he's still in a slump. But I think we are just about out of time, and that's something we can wait and see if that rectifies by then. Um, a lot of fun games to talk about next week, but I'm all out of topics for now, Rohan. Do you have anything else? No, there's going to be a lot of fun games. we got the Mavs coming up. We've got the Lakers coming. I'm really excited for that Lakers game. I don't know if I should. I'm super oh, excited I, for I'm that. pumped. Yeah. I am pumped for both of those games. Luka better play in this Mavericks game. Everybody sits against the Bucks. We just learned today John Morant is not playing against the Bucks on Friday. Nobody wants the smoke, but I really hope we get the two L.A. stars, even though they're on the end of a road trip, and we get Luka and, and I guess KP too, but mostly Luka in the Mavs game. Yes. No, those will be very good games. And hopefully the Bucks prevail, and whether they do or whether they not, we will be here to talk about it next time on the Eurostep Podcast. If you want to get in on the conversation, if you want to be part of our mailbags, uh, ask some questions and a- we can answer them like we did on this podcast, join our Discord. Uh, just tweet me or tie a picture of you listening to the podcast and we will get you all set up with that. But, you know, make sure you rate and review on your pl- uh, the podcast platform you're listening to. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, tell your friends about the podcast if you liked it we've been getting great support lately and we really appreciate it and we just want to keep growing and if you want to help us out with that that would be fantastic but that's all for us on this edition of the Eurostep podcast take care and we will see you next time For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.